This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like this Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode number 303. I am one of your hosts, Brandon. You can follow me on Twitter at BTTG161. Also joined here by Dave. You can follow him on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. Dave, how are you doing? I am doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing awesome as always. Huge sale going on right now, ProWrestlingTees.com slash out. Use the code BLACKFRIDAY, no spaces, just one word, BLACKFRIDAY, uh, and get 20% off of your orders. So check our t-shirts out. The sale ends Tuesday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, how, was, how was your week? My week was pretty good. My week was pretty good. Um, nothing too crazy happened. How about yourself? Anything good? Uh, I mean, I, yeah, well, I would say stuff good. <laughs> I, I would say stuff good. Nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we, we shot Cooking with Brandon episode five this week. All right, very cool. And how did that go? Hopefully, I mean, it went, it went well. Everything seemed good to it. It seemed like it flowed a lot smoother than last, last times. Any, filming. any reason or... No, I don't know. It just, I don't know. Maybe I didn't have as much dialogue as I thought I did. I don't know. I hmm. just, yeah, so, but we filmed that. That was fun. So it was like a full day shoot. Any uh, tips or any uh, hints as to what to expect on this? Um, or could, just got to stay tuned? You could expect me in a Lucha Mask cooking. <laughs> wow, it seems promising. Yeah. It does. So, uh, <laughs> did you do any Black Friday shopping? or? No, sir. One of my friends asked me if I wanted to go to the Roosevelt, Roosevelt Field Mall, but I'm sorry. I'm not dealing with the crowds. Yeah, I don't. I, 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 we, I think we went one year to, like, Walmart, and it was, like, an absolute, like, a zoo there. Yeah, I, I, I don't get it. I mean, but like, we, really- didn't, we didn't go, like, 12 a.m., or 1 a.m. or 8 a.m. even. We went like 5 p.m. And it was just like everything was thrown everywhere. It's like, come on. You guys, yeah. It, like you can't be civil on Black Friday. It's a it's a zoo. It's a total zoo madhouse when this stuff takes place. I just don't – I don't want to be involved with all that stuff. Yeah. But uh, how was Thanksgiving? My Thanksgiving was pretty well. Got to eat a good amount of food. How about yourself? It's Which funny. Is good? Well, yeah, mine was mine was good, but yours. You posted a picture on online, okay. and there was like how many people? Forty people in the picture. I think like forty to fifty. It's insane. First of all, that you got that many people to take a picture at once. Yeah. And it's even more insane. Where did people sit? How was there room for people? Everybody mainly. I mean. There was like a bunch of tables set up, but I don't think at any point anybody really sat down all at once. Jeez. It was more like everybody walking around socializing, taking food, walking around socializing, 
sit here, sit there. It was really no big uh, setup, you know? Legit. It wasn't like an organized – it was organized very well, but it wasn't organized to the point where everybody sat down at the same time and all of that stuff. What did you uh, – what they have for like apps and stuff? For apps? Yeah. Um, they had egg salad. My favorite that stood out was egg salad with caviar on top. Gross. Absolutely disgusting. It was really you, good. You literally, for me, you just ruined episode 303. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping to hear like pigs in a blanket or something good. Oh, yeah. No, there was pigs in the blanket too. <laughs> That's funny. There were pigs in a blanket for sure. So what did your Thanksgiving meal consist of? Uh... The typical stuff. I mean, you had the uh, the tur dark the turkey. You had the marshmallows with potatoes um, with marshmallows. Um, you had some corn pudding, whatever that is. The mash the corn corn pudding, um, and a bunch of other stuff. Asparagus, I think. What about you? What did yours consist of? I had brisket. I had stuffing. I had pickles. Cranberry sauce and coleslaw. All right. Actually, I and I had kasha and barley, too. Well, you can't go wrong with kasha and barley. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so basically the only thing I really ever want out of Thanksgiving is stuffing. So and you Yeah, so if I have stuffing, that's like, yes. That's like the only thing that I think somebody should be served on Thanksgiving, ever. I didn't even have stuffing yesterday. I didn't even have any of the stuffing. That's yeah. I don't understand how not. I think that there may have been some walnuts in that. Oh. So I I played it safe. Any good desserts? Uh, a lot of pie. Um, that you ate particularly. Uh, yeah. I had actually no. I didn't. I didn't have any pie. I don't even think I had any dessert. I was already. I was full. I was tired. Everybody's full by dessert. You just eat and eat. That's what Thanksgiving is. Eh, you don't have to. I mean, I wasn't full by the time dessert came, but... Yeah, I was pretty full. Oh, I also... I had a, I had a, a matzo ball and noodles from soup because I don't, I don't like... First of all, I don't... I think matzo balls and matzo anything should only be eaten on Passover. What were you, yeah, what were you celebrating? Thanksgiving or Passover or Hanukkah? Like, what? Well, I mean, that's what happens when you got to order from a kosher deli. And so. Yeah, that, that's interesting. Yeah, so, like, no no uh, green bean casserole. Oh. <laughs> Which is, like, that's, like, another huge component that I would, it would normally be stuffing, pickles, and green bean casserole. That sounds awful selection of food. What do you mean? That's what. I mean, because I, mean, I don't like you missed out on everything Thanksgiving. I mean, I'll. Tr what do you mean? What are you Food talking wise. about? No stuffing. You... Stuffing is the only thing you need in order to have Thanksgiving. Yeah. No, I mean normally I, I don't like turkey in general, like deli turkey like that. Like not deli turkey. I meant like real mm -hmm. turkey. Deli sliced deli turkey. I'll eat. I'll eat that every day. But uh, like thick cut turkey. I'm not, yeah. It's not not for me. And if I I eat dark meat, so I I did I took a little bit of that, but like that was earlier in the night. Mm -hmm. Just like snuck into the kitchen and took some. Nice, you rebel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what I ended up having too. I had the dark meat. 
Yeah, it's, I mean, that's, yeah. But my, my mom brought home food for me from, from where she went to Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to eating that. She got mac, right. mac and cheese. She did have, she did bring home turkey, deep fried turkey. Deep fried turkey. Yeah. That's interesting. And then roasted vegetables, so. All right, so that's pretty cool. I have a good lineup for, for leftovers. Did you give thanks to anything? Are you thankful for anything? Uh, Like everything. Everything that's ever happened to me in my life I'm thankful for. Or this year, I guess you would say. Uh-huh. So, All right. do you have anything more specific than me? <laughs> uh, Not really, just friends, family, and everything like that. Good health. And all the experiences that have that we've went through. All the experiences. Yeah. What kind of experiences. Well, I mean, just in life in general. I mean, wouldn't be where I am today without without going me. Thank you so much. Thank yeah, you without so you. <laughs> but yeah, all right. So let's get into some sports entertainment talk. Yeah. And maybe we, we had... should talk about some. Huh? I said yes. We had NXT this past <laughs> Saturday. At the Air Canada Center in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. I don't know why I said it in that voice. But, uh, yeah, yeah, so... You offended, like, every single No, I wasn't Canadian doing... Listener. I wasn't doing a Canadian accent. Yeah, I, was, I know, but they, I'm sure they, they don't appreciate the way that you even... Toronto, Ontario, Canada. I don't know, like, in my head I'm hearing... I don't know. In my head I'm hearing something, but I can't picture out what, it, what I'm... In my head I'm sounding like to myself. <laughs> so I'm not doing a Canadian accent. I can tell you that for sure. To be honest, I'm not too sure what accent you're doing. Yeah. So, uh, so NXT took place. It was a fine event. Um, first match, opening match, we had Bobby Roode defeating Ty Dillinger. Thought for sure, 100%, that Ty Dillinger was going to go over. In this. Yeah. There are many points where I thought Dillinger was going to win, especially when he locked in that sharpshooter. Well, even before before this match even started, I was like 100% Ty Dillinger was winning this. When we did our picks, I think I, I definitely picked Ty Dillinger. I, I don't recall. Yeah, so, but Bobby Roode, right from the start, came out with a choir singing Glorious. So that was cool. Yeah, that was pretty pretty awesome. Yeah, and then Ty Dillinger came out, and for the past like week now, everybody's just been doing ten when the referee does any sort of counts. Mm-hmm. So that is kind of annoying, but what are you gonna do? Yeah, uh, but yeah, it was a damn good way to open up NXT Takeover. It was a really good match, and uh, I'm surprised. Yeah, I, I I agree. I I'm a big fan of that implant DDT that Rude nailed. Yeah, I mean he's been doing that for years. Yeah, but I, I just like the way that he's been. I'm a big fan of that move ever since I've seen Gangrel do it. <laughs> okay. Well, that's that was his finisher. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, the implant DDT. Yeah. Wow. Up uh, next, we have the finals of the Dusty Rhodes Classic Tournament, the second annual Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. You would have assumed that we were. My pick last week was TM61. Stupid me, because last year my pick was not Samoa Joe and Finn Balor, yet Samoa Joe and Finn Balor won. 
And this year, I, Authors of Pain defeated TM61 to have their names on the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. Yeah. But it was a fun match, entertaining. A little bit of, big, uh, a little bit of both uh, styles of wrestling. Yeah. It was actually... I was not expecting... Authors like a, a good match out of Authors of Pain like that. I thought that they all of their double team moves and everything was working really well for them. Yeah, and you had Paul Ellering suspended above the ring inside the cage, the shark cage, um, which eventually led to the end of the match where Paul Ellering dropped a chain into the ring. And then the, that chain went then, flying into the audience. Yeah, and then a fan went home with that chain. Do you so, think? Do you uh, think I mean, I don't I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it hit anyone. We didn't see anything on the on the yeah. on the website. Hopefully, hopefully nobody got hurt with it. Yeah, but and it's funny because um, Mattel released this ring like a few weeks ago, a few months ago, or something, and it said as some boxes didn't say it, but some boxes did say as featured on NXT Takeover. And huh. and everyone's like, "What? This isn't like what is this? Doesn't this doesn't exist? Like, what do you mean, asking on takeover?" And then they announced this match, and then it became a thing. And Triple H goes online; he does a live Q and A after the show with uh, Kathy Kelly, mm-hmm. and he goes, "Yeah, Mattel was so great; they already have the the crash cage set up to play with." And it's like, "What? They didn't just release that tonight? Like, how dare you try and like pretend they just released that tonight?" So, that's my gripe, but <laughs> but they did not just release that that night. The next match of NXT TakeOver was a 2 out of 3 falls tag team title match for the NXT Tag Team Championships. What was that? My bad. <laughs> what was that? It was the, uh, the phone. I'm Snapchatting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you're Snapchatting. Unbelievable. Who are you Snapchatting? People? Random people? Yeah, a few random people, you know, fans. Throw your phone. All the fans. Throw your phone right now. No, I'm good on that one, but let's talk about this next match. Best two out of three falls. Uh, do it yourself, right? Yeah, DIY. DIY. Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa defeated the Revival, Dash Wilder and Scott Dawson 2-1 to one, to become the NXT Tag Team Champions. I was pulling for the revival here, um, but I, this match was, revival revival impressed me in this match. This match was fantastic. This was definitely the best match of the night. Could have been the best match of the weekend as well. I agree with you. I love the double team aspects to this. Like uh, both of them. Same thing with that other tag team match. This one, the double team moves were just outstanding. And, uh, yeah, and it was, it was weird that they went back-to-back with the tag team matches. I was assuming that they were going to have that Billy Kay um, teaming up with Peyton Royce and a partner of their choosing to face Ember Moon, Aaliyah, and Liv Morgan. That didn't happen. That happened on NXT this week, though. Yeah, where, where, a few things happened. Where yeah. Billy Kay and, 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 uh, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce had uh, Daria from Tough Enough as their... Baronado as their tag team partner. Mm. So I'm happened. intrigued. I'm looking forward to seeing more of her too, especially with the MMA background. 
And she yeah, looked pretty good in those other matches that we've seen of her. It's just weird that, I mean, yeah, it's weird, though, because I saw her tag with Liv Morgan to take on Billy Kane and Peyton Royce. Gotcha. At MSG, so. Mm-hmm. But that's just a house show, so it doesn't count. But this tag team match was just phenomenal. The the yeah. near falls, I was like, yes, absolutely, that's not it. DIY's not going to win it. And then, I mean, uh, I, I like the part where Gargano went to go kick uh, one of the Revival guys, and he puts up the championship belt, and Gargano kicks the championship belt yeah. to kind of like injure his leg for most of the match. Yeah. And then, I thought that uh, was cool. yeah, and then the match ended. They both got locked into submissions, and they both tapped. Yeah, great showing. But had- and that's funny. It's like I'm I'm cheering for the revival to win this, but I'm 100 percent perfectly fine with DIY as champions because they absolutely deserve it as well. Hmm. Yeah. Um, next up, you had the NXT Women's Title match. Asuka picking up the victory over Mickey James. Um, after the match, they had a little bit of a stare down too. Yeah, that's weird. I didn't, uh, I don't quite get that. Wasn't like a handshake or anything. So is Mickey James James, going to be back? She went for the handshake and then Asuka just like blew it off. Yeah. Asuka, I think is going with that little arrogant route for her gimmick wise. Like that she's just waiting for someone to step up. Oh, wow. Imagine if uh, Sarah Del Rey steps up. I can't see that though. Imagine if she was just like. You, uh, someone needs to teach you a little bit respect and stuff. So yeah, who wants to do that. it then? Than her trainer. I don't know. I there's a lot. I I can't. There's nothing that I cannot see happening with NXT at this point. I mean, look at what they've been doing and who they've been bringing in. I just wouldn't be surprised. I don't know. I I I can't see. I just I can't see that happening. I just I don't know. You who know, else. on the on the NXT crowd, Sarah Del Rey would get a huge pop. I, don't I know. think that she would get over. Yeah, you know, I would. Yeah, but it would be ha- it would have to be done. It would have to be built up a lot bigger than Mickey James and Oscar because they're not like the same level. Like, cause, yeah, no, like Sarah I, Del Rey didn't have the fame she had as that Mickey James had. I I agree with that, but I think that she would connect on the same way that uh, a few other wrestlers had. Like, I mean, I think that she would connect just as much as Rude did when he debuted. I no, mean, yes, I, Rude, I don't Rude think had so ex- either. DNA uh, experience and everything like that, but Sarah Del Rey, I think, has a lot of hype about her too. But not I mean she's also you have to take in the fact that she's been off of the indies for years now. Yeah, but and but WWE has been putting her name out there a lot, especially yeah, with not, tweets of like Triple H putting tweets out but, there being like But not Sarah, as Sarah and, Del Rey though. Huh? Not no, as Sarah, Sarah Motto. Right. So I mean she could wrestle as Sarah Motto. I just I don't know who like the only other bigger person that would step up would have been Trish Stratus. Uh-huh. She's pregnant, so that's yeah. not happening anytime soon. And then the only other name that you'd want to maybe even step up to be like the dominant person that dominates Asuka, which would never yeah. happen, I don't think, is is Karma. I was thinking the same thing, but I don't know. It will definitely be interesting to see what's going to happen. But I do think that Asuka is perfect fit. And then apparently the WWE was signing or did sign uh, two other uh, 
women from from women wrestlers from Japan, but I forgot their names, uh, and I forgot if they're supposed to report soon to uh, performance center and stuff. But and then also, yeah. if there was another name that would like maybe come into WWE and like take on Asuka, it would be one of those UFC girls, which would never happen. Yeah. So I don't know who, where they're going next with Asuka. Like, is she going to become like a legend killer type of thing? Or like, do they bring I, in Victoria next? Molly I mean, that's what, I, that's what I already see her as is a legend killer ish role. Actually, no, not even a legend killer, but I see her as just a overall, uh, overall dominant. I mean, because it's not just legend, it's everyone that she's been dominant over. Yeah. I don't, so, yeah. Um, I mean, she's undefeated. Exactly. But let's get she, on to she that. She is Goldberg. Nah. Right. Is she, she undefeated? I think I don't so. think she I, – I think she's lost before. I don't know. I have a feeling that she Fuck has shit. lost before. Uh, earlier on when she came up, I think she lost. No, I think – pretty sure she's undefeated. Um, we'll look into that a little bit further. But let's talk about this main event, NXT title on the line. Samoa Joe picking up the victory over Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, disappointing, what? absolutely disappointing. Yeah, I not I, the match, I, not the I match. Thought it was, I thought it was a good match. Yeah, I liked the match. Just the outcome was disappointing. But now it sets it up so this way Nakamura wins in Japan. Maybe. So maybe question mark. Question mark. You there? No, yeah, I'm here. Probably looking up the Oscar stuff, no, right? No, I'm here. I just okay. I okay. just like what kind of thoughts am I supposed to say? I don't know. I don't know. Let's just go into Survivor Series then, if you uh, want. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of points. What in else that do you Samoa want to say about that? No, there was just a lot of points in that match where I was like, "Oh, here's the ending. Here's the ending," and like it was just. I thought the actual ending was a little bit dull, with the muscle buster and stuff. Yeah. Especially because he, he, Joe got hit. How many times did he get hit with the Kinshasa? Um, I don't know. I lost count. And it's like, I don't know. I just, I wanted more from that match. I, I feel like I always want more from matches with Joe and Nakamura. I don't know. Joe, I, it's very rare that I have high expectations of Joe. He's good and stuff, but I don't, I haven't, been like, wow, I have to see this match when it comes to Samoa Joe. When it comes to Balor and Nakamura, I'd be like, oh, I want to see this bad. But with Samoa Joe, I'm just like, ah, he's he's and good. I, I know what to expect. It's not going to be... It, it's, it's Joe. It's funny because NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 2, um, we saw Samoa Joe losing to, to Nakamura. And on that card, we also have the Revival versus Champa and Gargano. And uh-huh. even when I go back to there, it's like, what was the match of the night for me was, again, was DIY versus the Revival. Mm-hmm. As opposed to Nakamura and Joe. Yeah. But then it's like, it's like, if you go back even further to the Brooklyn, the NXT TakeOver, the first Brooklyn... It's like the main event for me wasn't even the main event. Mm-hmm. Like the the ladder match with Kevin Owens and Balor, everything like Samoa Joe defeated um, Baron Corbin. Then mm-hmm. that did nothing for me. 
Yeah. It, it was just 100%. It was always, it's just Bailey and Sasha Banks. Yeah. So, no, I agree it's with just you. like, I don't see for Samoa, there's just nothing, nothing grabs me with Samoa Joe anymore. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's like, he's not, I'm not like. He's just, he's just there. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's nothing against him. I, I'm still, uh, I still enjoy watching his matches and everything like that, but it's just not, not like I would choose. I would rather watch a Nakamura match than his. Yeah, I guess. I, yeah. I don't know how really to explain it. Yeah. So. But moving on from NXT TakeOver Toronto to the night after. Same venue, the Air Canada Center in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Uh, we had Survivor Series with like a million sponsors. Where the only reason why we saw The Rock on television at Survivor Series that night was for Moana, for a Moana yeah. promo, mm -hmm. which like n no mention at all of The Rock being in twenty twenty years for from <laughs> Survivor his career. Survivor uh, Series ninety six. Oh, I don't know why I, I released they to do that. WWE released a T shirt and everything for it. Oh. They released a, t a new T-shirt for Samoa Joe. We should have been like, "Oh, Samoa Joe's going over." Mm -hmm. But yeah. The Rock didn't show up. Undertaker didn't show up. Godly Gooker didn't show up. I didn't expect anything, but that's also why I didn't watch it live. Ah, dang it, I did some of it, but then I lost interest. Um, they, all right, they so ended you up, had they added two matches. Yeah, let's talk about those kickoff matches. Darce won Perkins. Picked up the victory over Davari Gulak Nice. Yeah, it was a good match. Sixteen, uh, six man tag match. Um, I just nice I want... is on a Nice is on a pay per view streak. Mm, I believe. No, I don't think so. Didn't he have? He was on the kickoff at the last pay per view, right? Um, I don't think he wrestled though. The last. Nah, doesn't matter. He wrestled but... at Hell in a Cell. Oh well, right. no mercy it was SmackDown. But it was a good match, fun, entertaining, great, great way to kick off the pay-per-view, though, because it gets the crowd hyped up in there. Uh, then you had Kane picking up the victory over Luke Harper, which is very confusing and odd, and not a fan of that one. Yeah, I don't, uh, like, like, oh, let's just, we have nothing for these two, let's put them in a match. Yeah, let's. Which I let's feel like is the Luke exact Harper same thing. And let's put him against Kane and have Kane, who is, is he a part-timer now? Yeah, I up the victory. So. But it's like the same exact, like, oh, let's throw together six random cruiserweights. Yeah. For a three-on-three -three tag team match. Mm-hmm. And, what? yeah, whatever. But uh, the first match of the night on the actual card of Survivor Series was the traditional five-on-five -five Survivor Series elimination-style match. Team Raw defeated Team SmackDown. Charlotte, Sasha, Bayley, Nia Jax, Alicia Fox... With Dana Brooke, defeated Natalia, who took over for Nikki Bella, who was attacked backstage. Um, Alexa Bliss, Carmella, Becky Lynch, and Naomi. Yeah, the one big thing to take away from this in my eyes is why the heck did Charlotte not sell that sharpshooter? Natalia had Charlotte Flair in the sharpshooter for a good amount of time. And then she gets to the rope, and then right away she's able to stand up. 
on the leg that she on the legs that she was just in a sharpshooter with and hit her with a, one of those big those uh, front kicks or big boots for the to pin and eliminate Natalia. Where why didn't she sell that at all? Yeah, I don't know. I think this match is like a, as a whole was like a just messy. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree. I thought it was very bad. I think someone that stood out in this match was Alexa Bliss, though. I think she stood out in my mind. Uh, I wasn't too too uh, impressed with Naomi. I think is it mean? just Why me? Not? Is it just me or is Naomi looking a little bit sloppy? What do you mean? She did the what? What was sloppy about her? I don't know. From either from this or on Raw, uh, or whatever SmackDown. It's just something about her has been standing out in my mind where it's just, I don't know why, but something is missing. Something is lost with her. No, I would say she was one of the better people in that match. I don't know. I don't know. I will admit that Natalia looked a lot better than usually. Yeah, so... uh... You had Nia Jax get eliminated by Becky Lynch with the disarmer. Yeah. How do, how do you feel about Nia Jax tapping? I. She's a lost cause. It doesn't make a difference to me. The woman is green, and I don't think she should be on the main roster anyways. Hmm. So that is my opinion on that. You have the, the two surviving members of the team were Charlotte and Bailey, where Bailey ended up. Um, Hitting the Bailey to belly on Becky Lynch to win. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I get, yeah, just, I, well, yeah, nothing. I, whatever. I was going to say something, but the, the matches, they all, they all do that whole spot where they get into the ring and all brawl at each other. Yeah. Every single one of the Survivor Series matches did it. I hate that spot. Yeah. I, and, and I, I, I like that spot, but it's a, I, I actually know. I, I like that spot. I was going to say I was going to say I hated how Naomi got defeated in this because she got counted out because she was I guess knocked out after. Yeah. I don't. That, that I'm fine with it, mm, but I don't get it. Yeah, I don't. I just. I mean, actually, no, I do get tough. it because it was Nia Jax who really took just, her out. It made no. Yeah, but to me, it just made no sense. Like, maybe you have Nia Jax get eliminated, and then that happens. Mm-hmm. But for Nia Jax, that she just, like, randomly does that, I don't get that. That's, like, that shows no control by the referee, from in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, in my opinion, that makes the ref look bad. I, nah, I don't know. Uh, after the match, though, Charlotte beat up Bailey pretty yeah. bad. Yeah, she and, did. Yeah, and that's really it. Next up, the icy title on the line, The Miz with Maurice picked up the victory over Sami Zayn. Maurice ringing that ring bell, allowing uh, while the while Sami Zayn had The Miz ready to tap, Sami Zayn thought he won the match, but referee said nope, and then Miz hit him with the schoolboy for the victory. Yeah, so we had a Toronto screw job. Yeah, I think we had we had one screw job, and I think. Either three or four sharpshooters the whole weekend. Yeah, there was a lot of sharpshooters. Yeah, so, but it was a it was a good match. This match was really good. Also, um, I wanted Sami Zayn to win. 
But in the same sense, I'm happy that Miz didn't lose the title just yet because he had just won it. Yeah, that's why I'm happy with Miz winning. And I hope he continues to win to kind of stick it to uh, Daniel Bryan, who's been his number one hater. And there's also, like, in some sense, like, right now, Miz is tied with Jeff Jarrett and Rob Van Dam as the the second most winning to hold, yeah, the IC title. I could definitely see Miz at this point breaking Jericho's nine reigns. Huh. So, I mean, because Miz is still young enough in the in WWE, at least. Yeah, no, I could see it. So, yeah. I could see it, definitely. Up next, we had a 10-on-10 Survivor Series tag team elimination match where if one member of the team got eliminated, both members of the team got eliminated. Team Raw again picked up the victory here. New Day, Sheamus and Cesaro, Enzo and Cass, the club, Shining Stars, defeating Heath Slater and Rhino, Hype Bros, American Alpha, Usos, and Brizongo. Yeah. Um... Um I got nothing really to say about this match. I 100% from this. I mean, I wanted Team SmackDown should have won this. 100% Team SmackDown should have won this. Um, Brazongo was the first to go, like, instantly. How it was not. Tyler Breeze didn't even get involved. How it was not the Shining Stars, I have no idea. Um, Well, I mean, they've been hyping up this Shining Stars more than Breezango. Not really. They've been using them a lot more. And Shining Stars, I mean, they picked up a... Raw also has another hour than SmackDown does. Yeah. So... Uh. But right after Brazongo basically came New Day's demise. One of the Usos hit a super kick, and that was literally, that was it. New Day was gone. New Day was the first Raw team eliminated. The Tag Team Champions, first out. Thoughts on that? Stupid, dumb. I, I'm not a fan of that, but I'm also, I think that they're going to be losing the titles very soon. I don't Is, how, so. many, I, how much longer till they break the record? It's like December 21st or something. I, I think they're going to lose it at Royal Rumble. That's like that. Yeah, but that's still like. I think they're going to break the record and then lose it. I mean, look at what they've been doing. They've been losing a lot more often or having to use uh, cheap tactics in order to pick up victories as it uh, just like what happened with raw so i really think that they're starting to gauge the crowd and get them kind of being like all right it's time for a new day to lose yeah but um probably the most well, well aside from new day one of the most over people in this match Heath slater and rhino uh they got eliminated before the usos I think it should have came... At first, the sole survivors for Team Raw was actually just Sheamus and Cesaro. I think it should have come down to Heath Slater and Rhino versus... If you were going to have Cesaro and Sheamus, then it come down to them as well. I, I think that would have been better than the Usos versus Cesaro and Sheamus just due to hype alone. Mm-hmm. But that did not happen, so... But the match after that, we saw the WWE Cruiserweight Championship on the line where if Kalisto won, uh, the whole Cruiserweight division would be transferred to SmackDown. Yeah. And because they have 205 Live debuting next this Tuesday, uh, I think this Tuesday, 
mm-hmm. 100%, of course, we would assume that that Kalisto is going to win this. Actually, no. I picked Kendrick for this one. Um, yeah, well, <laughs> Brian Kendrick did actually defeat Kalisto by disqualification. Yeah, thanks to Baron Corbin getting involved. Yeah. Um, Kendrick definitely saved Kendrick because Kendrick was on his way losing that title. Yeah. But this was another, it was a good match. Um, I was just so disappointed that Kalisto didn't win this. But it's like, and then on SmackDown too. Ugh. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, I just want like, just come on, do something good with Kalisto. And if Kalisto, if Kalisto is facing cruiserweights for the cruiserweight championship, how is Neville not in that mix? They, like I, they're not I, doing he kind anything. Of fell, yeah, no, he kind of fell off the boat a little bit. Well, a lot of bit ever since he got injured and stuff. And then they were using him on house shows. They made it. He did return recently, but then like, they. That's the thing. Like they should just if they're not doing anything with him, they're really not doing anything with Sami Zayn. Just give them a tag team, and then they could they could one day be tag team champions or something. Yeah. It's a randomly thrown together team, but. That's what all of WWE is today, seems like. Yeah. So. But yeah. Uh, SmackDown does not get the Cruiserweight division. It stays on Raw. And 205 Live debuts on Tuesdays, regardless. Which is one. ProRSNTs.com slash marking out. Use the code Black Friday. One word, no spaces. 20% off. Yeah. <laughs> Up so, after that, we had the five. Yep. What? Nope, nope. Keep it going. We had the five on. What do you mean? Nope, nope. Nope, nope, what it do? We had five-on-five Survivor Series traditional style elimination match. Team SmackDown defeated Team Raw. We had AJ Styles, Dean Ambrose, Shane O'Mac, Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton defeating Kevin Owens, Chris Jericho, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, and Braun Strowman. Uh, This match I thought was a lot of fun. Uh, Well, not a lot of fun. Just here and there Mm -hmm. is some fun. Um... I guess the biggest shock of this was Dean Ambrose being eliminated at first. Yeah, I was surprised at that one too. But I, I mean, it's I, I'm happy that it was Strowman though. I'm happy that it was Strowman who eliminated him. Yes, and uh, I guess you could say James Ellsworth eliminated Braun Strowman. Y- yeah, to. A- I mean, he did. He was the cause of it. He was the reason why Braun Strowman was counted out. He went after him. He chased after Ellsworth. And then he completely uh, took him out. Yeah. Threw him right off that stage. Yes, he did. And there was free pizza. Why was nobody eating pizza over there? Like, why was people eating pizza over there even? Who has pizza at the side of the, the entrance ramp? And why wasn't it being eaten? Or was it already eaten and it was just two empty boxes of pizza? Mm-hmm. Somebody said it was really good pizza in Toronto. I looked it up. Uh, it does not look good. <laughs> no. But again, I'm from New York, so I'm a yeah. snob, I guess you would say, when it comes to real pizza. Mm-hmm. But if I went to Toronto, I would definitely I would try it. Just like I would go there and try Tim Hortons, because apparently the Tim Hortons that we have here is not as near good as the one in Canada. So I would give Tim Hortons a shot as well. All right, there you go. That is the uh, Brandon Brandon talk about food. 
But after Braun Strowman's <laughs> countout elimination, Kevin Owens grabbed the list and got eliminated because he used the list. Um, and then Chris Jericho got eliminated right after that with an RKO. Mm-hmm. So that went the co-captains. And uh, the next elimination after that, we had Shane McMahon that was just unable to continue, which the referee ruled that. Um, Shane went for coast to coast, and Roman Reigns popped up and hit him with a spear, and I, they collided. I don't know if Shane was actually hurt in real life. Mm-hmm. It looked brutal. He looked like he was knocked out, but I, have, I just have no clue because... Reigns went for the pin, and Shane still got his arm up. So I don't know if like if that was just like like memory instinct or something. Mm-hmm. So or if this was actually the planned ending for Shane McMahon in the match, I have no idea. Yeah, but I, I like this um, when the referee was checking on Shane McMahon. Randy Orton was in the ring, slid out of the ring, and went over to Randy Orton uh, to Shane McMahon's kids. And I'm assuming he was like, oh, he's fine. And, yeah. And I, I thought that was really cool of Randy Orton to go speak to Shane's Yeah, bring character and stuff. Just to assure them, be like, oh, yeah, your dad's fine. And which, I don't know, not a lot of people saw that, but then it randomly just got, like, it went viral, I guess, on the, the news sites, the dirt sheets and stuff. So mm-hmm. that was really cool of Orton. But uh, next elimination afterwards was probably the best part of the night um, because Dean Ambrose, who was eliminated, came back out and started beating up AJ Styles. Uh, referees, they were trying to break him up, whatever, and uh, they separated Dean Ambrose. They were escorting him out. And then the last two people from Team Raw were like, screw this. And it was Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns started beating up security guards. Yeah. So, so we had the Shield debut. Uh, not debut. Debut, yeah. <laughs> Reunite. Uh, how many years ago was their debut? 2013, I think it was? I'm unsure. Yeah, I'm going to say 2013 at Survivor Series. So they, they teamed up and uh, they all fought together. Or was it 2012? Yeah. No, I don't remember. I don't know. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Yeah. But Yeah, it was two thousand twelve. But uh the Shield teamed up, they did their triple power bomb spot to AJ Styles through the, the commentary table, and then um Seth Rollins got hit with an RKO and Roman Reigns got hit with Sister Abigail, and that was it. Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton, team team SmackDown, picked up the victory, Soul Survivors. Which is just like from the start, it's like how do you how do you have Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton on the team when you can't trust them? Like they're specifically right now known especially for not being able to be trusted, and then they just won the the whole thing for everyone. So, mm-hmm. but this match was like I don't even know it was like an, almost an hour long. Yeah, which something like that nuts. The first elimination didn't come for like sixteen minutes. Yeah. This match, um, this match was awesome. It, it, this was a really good. It was match. fun. Something I stood. I really like that Shane coast to coast spear. Yeah, that favorite uh, spot of the night. Not the not the shield power bomb. No, wow. definitely the spear. Hmm. The shield power bomb. I didn't care about. 
Why? How do you not care about that? I don't. I have nothing invested in the shield. I don't care. What do you mean? You like cried for weeks when Seth Rollins turned his back. Oh yeah, yeah, so true. You made me pull you yeah. up on Skype. I know. I forgot all about that. <laughs> so let's go to the main you had, event. You you ripped Seth Rollins' heads off of shield posters all over your room. I did. It's, oh my it's... god! Ginger's leaving the Spice Girls. <laughs> That's yeah. Funny. Yeah, but yeah, the main event, a uh, minute and 26 minutes long, a uh, minute and 26 seconds long. Um, Goldberg defeated Brock Lesnar. Uh... You, I want, well, first of all, let's just say what happened exactly in the match. They went face to face. Brock Lesnar pushed Goldberg into the corner. No. Yeah, Brock Lesnar pushed Goldberg. Goldberg pushed Brock. Spear gets up. Spear gets up. Jackhammer. One, two, three. Yeah. Uh huh. Let's talk about this a little bit. A little bit. You. I want you to say because, like, I'm a hundred percent completely fine with this. If I was there live, if I was there live, I would have been disappointed, perhaps. But I'm. So you could just. I want. I want to hear what you. This is. I think that this is awful. This is a disgrace. I am so – if I was in that live crowd, I would be pissed off that they just hyped up Goldberg versus Lesnar. First time in a long time. Uh, well, the, set, the rematch from WrestleMania. And then you pay, you buy your tickets. You get the pay-per-view. You do this and that. You hype it up to all end. And then it's a minute first 20. Of all, first of all, I think – Oh, no, 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 no. No, well, no, no, you, well, no, no. You, you gave me the court. You gave me the court. Well, you no, no. Well, because you're what you're saying is is that people bought tickets specifically for Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar, but I think Survivor Series was sold out by the time Goldberg came into the picture. So I am totally against this. I think that Brock Lesnar's streak and stuff could have been or whatever streak he. I mean, he was face. He has didn't he lose to uh, Cena? I don't know if he lost to Cena, but there are losses, indirect losses at least. Yeah, I mean, he. I don't think he's been undefeated since he's been back on the roster. So I am just really annoyed that it wasn't someone else. Like it could have been someone from NXT. It could have been someone to hype up and build up. But instead, you bring back an old-timer to pick up the victory. I get it. It's Goldberg. Yes, he has the streak and yada, yada, yada. But come on. The guy's 70 years old. Mm. Really? And then he has his crowd, his fans in the audience, this sappy stuff. And I could not stand this. This really brought brought Lesnar down. I get it. You humanized him. Now anybody could beat him. Or at least now someone will have a chance to defeat him. But I don't think that was necessary. I think that this was all sponsored by 2K17. And that Which, this is the reason why it happened. I mean, if and, you look, Goldberg's entrance, his entrance nameplate was a 2K nameplate. It was not a WWE name nameplate no. on the, the, the Titan Tron, not the Titan Tron, the, the ring apron and stuff. I mean, look at, look at the poster. The poster itself was yeah. straight out of Survivor WWE Series 2K. poster is, is 2K's, basically 2K's. Yeah, this was totally sponsored by them. This was to hype up Goldberg being in the video game for the first time. And this no, is supposed to hype. first time since 2014. Yes, first time since 2014, and I just think that it's awful. I'm not a fan of it. I think that it was just stupid, especially considering that the week before, 
Goldberg was battled, kind of scrappled with Lesnar a little bit, or whoever he scrappled with, and lost his balance and fell down looking already like, huh? Rusev. Yeah, Rusev. Already looking a little bit weak. I mean, I just think that this is stupid. The moral of the story is don't do steroids and get caught. (laughs) Yeah, good thing they don't don't test Goldberg. Part-timer. Well... But I'm I'm fine with this. I'm fine with the way this match went. I was like, we'll be lucky if the match is five minutes. It went shorter than that, so we got even luckier, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's it's also. I mean, I can see where you're coming from. Where it does it does suck because it's been twelve years, and their match twelve years ago was absolute garbage. Yeah. So, so it's like I you think maybe they'd want to like make up for that? Yeah, which, make, make good for their wrong which when they originally first brought in the name goldberg for like oh my god brock lesnar might face goldberg i was like yeah i'd want to see that match 100 percent if they were both willing to work and then this match just didn't nothing happened in this match it was two spears and a jackhammer that was it yeah so i guess in in some sense it made brock lesnar look super weak i don't think it made goldberg look strong like wwe perhaps maybe wanted it to for for to maybe look like oh my god WCW Goldberg is here, where his whatever record breaking undefeated streak was it, but uh, Brock Lesnar's a guy that defeated Undertaker mm-hmm. at WrestleMania, d- defeated the streak. Um, Goldberg did nothing in WWE really. He he defeated Brock Lesnar in a minute twenty six. Yeah. So we we'll see where it goes from here. It's I'm hoping stupid. I'm hoping it's this awful. isn't I'm hoping this isn't a So why why else tell me more about why you like this? Cuz I'm not convinced yet. Because I didn't want to see this match. Okay, all. but I, what else? Because Chris's Chris's view of this and I guess a lot of other people is that this was smart and that if you're a pro wrestling fan, you should get this. But if you, I'd, smart I'm how? sorry. What was smart in what well, sense? Well, because it, it humanized Brock Lesnar, showed that he could be defeated. You bring in Goldberg, who is, who has one, of, who has one of the most wild streaks in pro wrestling history, to pick up that victory and to break that, and now it restarts Lesnar. And I'm like, no, you're missing it. You could have had anybody. You could have Nakamura. I mean, Nakamura and Lesnar have their history. I think Nakamura, yeah, Nakamura defeated Brock Lesnar in Japan. I mean, yeah, yeah, it was before his uh, strong style gimmick, but even still, Nakamura has a victory over Lesnar. Yeah, you you could have done so much more instead of bringing back an old timer to pick up this victory to restart Lesnar. Do you really even need to restart Lesnar if he is a part timer? No. You do not have to restart him because he's barely I, on TV. Yeah, I don't, I don't see it as a restart, though. That's what I've been hearing from a lot of people. Yeah, I don't see it as a restart, especially since he's like... I mean, not again, not directly. He didn't lose at WrestleMania, but he didn't walk out as champion. So as long as Brock Lesnar's never champion in WWE again, I'm fine, I guess. But I don't necessarily want to see Goldberg as champion again. Yeah, no, me neither. But uh, that was Survivor Series. Moving on to Monday Night Raw. To Monday Night Raw. 
J-Night Nitro. Goldberg kicked open the show to announce that he's entering the Royal Rumble match. Yeah, huge pop from the crowd. And that's the other thing. I get it. The crowd loves Goldberg again. But a few weeks ago, they barely supported the guy. Well, they were in Brock's hometown, so. Uh, but yeah. I, I, like, I don't have a problem with Goldberg being in this Royal Rumble. I just wish they would make this a 40-man Royal Rumble since it's like the 30th Rumble. Mm-hmm. I want this to be like... I mean, like, since it's a huge Royal Rumble, I, uh, yeah, Royal Rumble, I want this to, like, I want names from the past to be in this. I want, like, surprise guests and, and stuff like that. And, and as well as current roster members who absolutely deserve to be in the Royal Rumble. And, and it's, I think it's hard to do that with 30 men only. Mm-hmm. Or 30 people, I should say, since women have entered in the past. Not that I see any women entering this year, so. Yeah. But Goldberg announced that he's he wants to be champion again. And the way to do that is through the Royal Rumble. That's what Stephanie told him, which is just stupid. That's a farce because we've seen people get championship matches and not have the Royal Rumble victory. Mm-hmm. So she lied to him. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the first match of the evening... Because Cesaro and Sheamus were the sole survivors at Survivor Series, they got a tag team title match. Which I was like, no. No, 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 no. Because I thought 100% Cesaro and Sheamus were going to take the tag team titles away from you. And they almost did. Yes, Biggie Langston and Kofi Kingston were in this match. And Woods caused the distraction with the trombone. The last second, they, they tapped. New Day was tapping. And Xavier Woods distracted the referee, and they were able to to pick up the victory after that. But there's so much more to talk about this. I mean, look at I love the fact about the rock paper scissors still Cesaro catching Biggie mid air to slam him. That's what like I never understand when somebody jumps out onto Cesaro or Braun Strowman. More times than not, they're both we'll going you. to catch you, and they're both going to slam you to the ground. Well, it's a big spot. I mean, why wouldn't you do it? And then Cesaro and Kofi both landing on their feet with the monkey flips from the turnbuckle was sick. Um, you had Co- uh, Cesaro catching Kofi midair at one point from a crossbody, I believe. And I thought for sure he was not going to be able to support him from that midair. I mean, that's tough. Yeah, Cesaro caught him. And proceeded to, I think he hit him with the gut wrench. Um, you had the sharpshooter locked in on Kofi. Sheamus taking out Big E with the bro kick. That and then Woods. Dude, my heart was going so fast. I was like, no, 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 no. Dude, you see, this is why I think that they're going to lose soon. I think Cesaro dude, and Sheamus are going to. You know what? I'm I think fine Cesaro and Sheamus are going to. I think Cesaro and Sheamus are going to defeat them, except Sheamus is going to be the one that picks up the victory, not Cesaro. Because okay. this way, Cesaro keeps face a little bit. Sheamus being the heel of the tag team, he pins the most over people on the roster at the current time. Well, I'm fine if uh, that happens at the Royal Rumble. I am as well. I don't want it to be any sooner than that. I don't want it. I don't want New Day to not defeat Demolition Streak. You don't want them? No, I don't want them to not defeat Demolition okay. Street. As in, I want them to. I should have just said I want them to. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> kind of 
worded that kind of awkwardly. Um, up after this match, though, we went backstage. We had Enzo Amore, who was locked out of the dressing room, absolutely, quote-unquote, naked, which was pixelated. I love how they could do that on live television, right? It's like they just know he's going to be naked, so let's get ready for it to pixelize his... Yeah, I thought that that was a hilarious segment with the... Like yeah, just he, everything. Naked, I don't know, it was he, funny. Right, yeah, he I mean he, I clearly one hundred percent wasn't naked, but uh for all storyline purposes he was naked and he was completely owning it. Walking yeah. through the hallways, how you doing? Lana comes in, looks all flustered, she looks down, looks up, smiles, she's like, Yeah, I'm impressed. <laughs> then Rusev comes in, yells at him, You make my wife flustered or whatever. Yeah. It was just good overall. I and I'm really being I'm really been impressed with Rusev this entire year too. And all of a sudden, I don't understand, man. How do you grow facial hair that fast? <laughs> I, I don't understand. He had no hair last week and now he's got a, a, a full beard. Which, by the way, we didn't even mention at, at Survivor Series, Rhino shaved his beard and look I was I was blown away. It was tripping me out it's, seeing it's Rhino. It's wild. That was tripping me out seeing Ryan. Maybe he should have shaved beard. before those elections. Yeah, right. <laughs> but it's like when you look at Rhino, he never had like a huge beard or anything. It's always been like that that thin, like I don't know, that like a thinner beard. But now he's just rocking mutton chops. But like that tripped me out. With when Rusev shaved it completely off too, that tripped me out. But now he's got a beard again, so Yeah. But uh, so that set up a match later on in the night. After that, we went uh, again. We were backstage. Mick Foley and Stephanie McMahon were talking to Sami Zayn, and um, Mick Foley punished Sami Zayn for not winning the Intercontinental Championship and bringing it to Monday Night Raw, even though he basically lost because Maurice cheated and rang the bell. And then the punishment itself for losing that match was. A match with Braun Strowman, which Sami Zayn has been asking for a match with him. So I don't understand how that's actually punishment. Yeah. So. I mean, I get that it's punishment and stuff, but he, if he wanted that match, he's going to think twice about that from now on. I mean, he, he, Braun Strowman tore him apart. Which we didn't get to yet. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Nah, skipping ahead. But, uh, yeah, so foreshadowing that, that happens. But uh, up next... (laughs) Foreshadowing, actually telling you what's going to (laughs) happen. Yeah. Uh, Cedric Alexander defeated Arya Davari, which I I really, I feel like the Cruiserweights at this point are just like the Divas, where only some of them get used in storylines. And it's like, that needs to change. Because, like, this, these just, like, look at the pay-per-view. That was just a random match. Yeah. All these matches just keep on being random. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. I did like that they gave Davari a promo. I just, I wish, I just, I want to hear the his brother's music. I wish he had his brother's theme song. You Muhammad know, Hassan I just, had the, one of the, I, I one wish, of my most favorite, I, the favorite theme songs in WWE history is Muhammad Hassan's theme song. I wish that he'd return. I mean, he, he had so much potential, and it was just gimmick, and he he was good. He got cut short due to terrorism. Yeah, very unfortunate. I mean, but, yeah, so 
Uh, Alexander picked up that victory. Next up, we had the highlight reel. Uh, Y2J out there. Kevin Owens coming on out while Y2J was going to say exactly who he thinks is to blame for the loss at uh, Survivor Series. Yeah, they kind of teased the breakup here. Yeah, and then Kevin Owens, I loved, laughed my butt off every time. He was just like, monkeys in the truck, like about changing the pictures on the, uh, what is it, the Jerry Tron 4600 or whatever. Some high number. Yeah. 9,000, who knows. Yeah. Which is, dude, first of all, going back even before Survivor Series, the kickoff show, Kevin Owens was a guest on, uh, in the, the social media lounge with Tom Phillips. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. He brought in Chris Jericho, and then them two together was just absolutely mind-blowingly brilliant in that segment. So mm-hmm. if you if you have not watched that, people listening, if you haven't watched that on the kickoff show, watch that interview with Tom Phillips. It was just yeah. really good. But, uh, but, yeah, so Y2J was saying that he's finished with Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens pretty much agreed. And then they keep on talking about... Who is gonna? Who do they blame? Who do they blame? And then at the same time, they both say Roman Reigns, and then just embrace each other. Yeah. And that causes uh, Seth Rollins to come out, talk a little uh, smack. Which they also blame Seth Rollins for the loss, also. Yeah. And um, yeah, so Seth Rollins, he gets a title shot. He said he's like, "Oh, I get a title shot tonight, Kev. They gave it to me." Which makes no sense because he lost at Survivor Series. So why does he just get a random title shot? But he ended up fighting Kevin Owens. He ended up fighting Chris Jericho. And Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens took got the better of him. Roman Reigns made the save. And then uh, Mick Foley set up the main event to be Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins for the Universal Championship. With uh, Chris Jericho and Roman Reigns, uh, not yeah, Roman Reigns banned from ringside. So, yeah. So next up, you had Rusev with Lana picking up the victory over Enzo and Cass. Well, with Cass, uh, Rusev locked in that act accolade and just just stared had that stare down with Cass as yeah, this was uh, like it was basically a squash match. Yeah, it was a total squash match. But I liked the end of it. I liked how he was staring him down, and then once he tapped. Cass, without missing a beat, gets right in the ring to break up Rusev in that submission move. This way he doesn't keep him in there a little bit longer, and Rusev bails. I think it's good. I I think it's really good, too, for Cass because it keeps him back to that singles aspect as well. Which is also crazy. Going back, I don't even know how many months ago it was when they did that. I guess when Balor was injured. Mm-hmm. That's when he got put in the main event, but... Yeah. Up next, we saw the club defeat Golden Truth to become the number one contenders for the tag team titles, as if anyone thought Golden Truth was going to become number one contenders. Yeah, come on now. Come on. Like they were taken out of Survivor Series. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing happened in this match. Mm Mm-mm. After that, we saw Braun Strowman defeat Sami Zayn because Mick Foley came out and made the match stop. Because Sami Zayn was just out. Oh, he was done. I mean, Braun Strowman had him in that tree of woe position and was about to, who knows, maybe do a, give hit him with a splash or that spear. And that was it. 
there was nothing left of Sami Zayn. But Sim- Strowman really being built up. Do you think that Foley's going to say, like, bring in what happens if they do Strowman versus Goldberg at the like a stare down at the Royal Rumble, leading know. to a match at WrestleMania? I think that would I be pretty. Do huge. not want to see Goldberg versus Braun Strowman. Honestly, I don't. I. I wouldn't be opposed to it, but the only thing is, I want to see Strowman would, go over. Yeah, I want to see Strowman to be, go over one of these guys. Yeah, Strowman would have to go over. Yeah. But I think this whole thing makes Mick Foley look stupid. The, uh, Why? The, mat, the match in the first place made him look dumb. Because Sami Zayn, the re- you're being punished by giving a match you wanted. But not even that. You're being punished because you lost the match. But he lost the match because the other person cheated. Yeah. I think that's that shows, like, I don't know. that To me, that makes Mick Foley look stupid. Uh, I, would ex- I would expect that from Stephen McMahon, not from Yeah, Foley, no, I, I understand what you're saying with that. I agree. It, it makes him more, like, look like a heel rather than Mick Foley. Yeah. So, I, I think that was dumb. But up next, we saw Charlotte and Dana Brooke come out for a promo where Charlotte said she was greater than Wayne Gretzky. In Canada, she said that. Messed up. But uh, clearly, she's not greater than Wayne Gretzky. But uh, Sasha Banks came out and said that she's owed a rematch from Hell in a Cell still uh, for the title. And Charlotte was like, okay, I'll give you a rematch. Next week in Charlotte, North Carolina. And then Nia came out and she goes, I have a problem. Not with you, Charlotte. With you, Sasha. And then they went face to face and Sasha, Dana Brooks started talking trash to Sasha and Sasha attacked her. And then Nia Jackson, Charlotte started attacking Sasha. Bailey ran down for the save. And then in true... Well, not true SmackDown fashion, since this was Raw. But in SmackDown fashion, this uh, turned into a tag team match. Where Sasha and Bayley went on to defeat Charlotte and Nia Jax. Which, I, I don't I don't even understand why Charlotte tapped in such a short amount of time in this. Like, she, yeah. like you always, like, you, they build her up and build her up and build her up to be like this, like, I'm Charlotte Flair, I could do anything, blah, blah, blah. And then she gets locked into the bank statement and like literally taps within seconds. I'm, yeah, I don't know what to say about this entire Charlotte stuff. Um, this is again. I think this is just something that's like it just pushes Bailey not to where she needed to have been from the start. Mm-hmm. It's just stupid. I don't under. I don't. I just. I I NXT, agree. NXT is miles above better than WWE's main product. Yeah, so I agree. Uh, next up, you had the Cruiserweight title, number one contendership on the line in a triple threat match. Rich Swan picked with victory over Noam da- Noam Dar and TJP. Uh, Brian Kendrick was on commentary, but I'm very happy with this outcome, and I'm excited to see Swan versus Kendrick. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy Swan's going to be wrestling Kendrick for the title. I don't think he's going to be winning it. I hope someday, maybe, but I just don't I think... Can see, I can see him picking up the victory. No, I don't... I think if you're going to have... No, if if Kendrick won at Survivor Series, I think it'd be dumb for, like, the next match of his that he would lose. Yeah. 
But I just, like I said it before, these guys have no storylines. There's nothing here. If you're not in the title match, then you have no storyline. It's just one-on-one matches, number one contender matches, and then like three-on-three matches. Like, where, mm-hmm. give us triple threats. Give us give us all these match types, but we need storylines to go with this. Yeah. Otherwise, you just, they, there's nothing. There's no personality to these guys. Mm-hmm. Like, Tony Nese, fantastic wrestler. But what, like, who is he? We know him from, from MYWC, from all the independent shows that we go to, from New York and stuff. But, like, on WWE television, you introduce this guy. Like, who is he? Yeah. You throw a video package together. But we need more. Who's Cedric Alexander? What are these people? Who are these people? Noam Dar. He debuts in Scotland. Who are you? I I think they could have done a little bit of a hype video or something. They need this for these people. They need gimmicks. They need they need storylines for this. They yeah. come they come in using their their real names and their their indie names and stuff. And and it's like WWE expects like what what do you expect like oh the indie followers like oh yeah sure we'll just follow them over to to WWE television and be like oh that guy's really good. Yes, yeah. that's true, but like. You have so many other fans that like they don't they just don't know them. You, you can't assume that they they've watched the Cruiserweight Classic and airing a video promo is not doing it for me. Yeah, I agree. So, as of now, I, they don't have any storylines. It's just Cruiserweight Championship matches. But I'm also I'm also not opposed to it. I mean, I okay, I do like feuds. I do like storylines. I like to see some involvement of the building of the characters. But on the other hand, I do like this rapid um, introduction to a lot of these wrestlers all at once. I like it too, it, but there's not – they're not doing – like there's nothing coming from that. It's just yet. like, oh, oh, Rich – like if Rich – let's go back – like no, Noam Dar. Noam Dar – like let's say he loses the match, his debut match on, on WWE Raw. Let's say maybe next week he would win. Next week he would lose. And here he's in this number one contender match and just loses. There's like there's nothing there. Nothing happens. I mean, not yet, but I would give it a little bit of time. I mean, one day TJ Perkins is champion. You got, you got that four. What is it? Four oh five or whatever it is. Two oh five, bro. Two oh five. Yeah, you. I think that from there you're gonna start building the storylines. Right now it's just an introduction to I all these characters. Don't even know what that show's gonna be about. They didn't even. They, that's another thing. They show this new show, but they it just it just looks like it's gonna be the cruiserweight classic. Mm-hmm. They don't show anything. And all of a sudden, these guys are from Ring of Honor. Like, every single Cruiserweight match, they do the handshake. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just the Cruiserweight gimmick now. That's nothing... I don't understand. Nothing separating these guys. The guys are just meshing into one character. They're just yeah. all the same thing. And it sucks. Because they're all individually great. Yeah, I agree. Um... So next up, you had the Universal title on the line in a no-DQ match. Kevin Owens picking him up victory over Seth Rollins. A lot went on in this match. You had a, a ton of spots. You had that – I love that powerbomb spot to, Roll, uh, to Rollins on the outside of the ring where he – well, in the audience where Rollins scaled the uh, the barricade or whatever you want to say, the great the greats. Handrail. Yeah, the hand, the railings and stuff where he scaled that to do a crossbody onto... Uh, it's like, damn, I miss Madison Square Garden when it looked like that. 
Yeah, I thought that was cool. And then later on, you end up having a mass man attack Rollins, and it ends up being Y2J. I thought that this match was a really good match for Raw. Which is funny. He had a Sin Cara mask on, which he said it was... Somebody must have like tweeted to him being like, oh, ha, 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 disrespecting Sin Cara or something like that, or making fun of Sin Cara due to their backstage fights. But uh, Jericho said, no, it's called paying homage, I think. Mm-hmm. Something like that. But uh, this was I, this was just something else that made Mick Foley and Stephanie McMahon, Stephanie McMahon look stupid. Yeah. Because Chris Jericho was banned from ringside, yet here he is in the match causing Rollins to basically lose, and they don't come out to say anything. Mm-hmm. How, like, I'm not... Yeah. That just, that, I don't... That doesn't... I'm, I don't compute that. Yeah. I'm... I don't know. I'm good with it. I liked it a lot about this. And not much else to say. Like, should Roman Reigns be rewarded next week because he was able to stay out of it? And he was mm. he was banned from ringside, so should he... Oh, I did not go ringside like Chris Jericho did. Can I... Maybe he'll get the title match next week. That's what we'll see. Another no DQ match between Kevin Owens and then instead of Rollins, it'll be Reigns. Yeah. I don't know. Hopefully not, though. (laughs) But let's get on to some SmackDown. Yeah, Shane McMahon opened the show and uh, I guess kind of gave praise to Team SmackDown um, and said that he was grateful for Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt because they were the sole survivors that won the, the match for them. Mm-hmm. And then he called out AJ Styles and uh, Dean Ambrose because they can't put their differences aside. Or they couldn't. And then Dean Ambrose came out and then Dean Ambrose called James Ellsworth out. Mm-hmm. And then Shane McMahon offered James Ellsworth a contract and said he deserves it, blah, blah, blah. Which caused AJ Styles to come out and say, absolutely, 100%, he does not deserve it. And Styles said that if Ellsworth wants the contract, he should face him in a ladder match for the contract. And Ellsworth agreed and said that if he wins, he wants a future title shot as well. Mm-hmm. If that's not foreshadowing. Yep, I think that's dude, foreshadowing. Dude, there's no, no, I just know. So, and then Shane McMahon basically gave Dean Ambrose a night off, which really doesn't work well, but. No, it didn't really uh, work out the way that he planned it because he came back plenty of times. I mean, might as well, eh, we can talk about it later, I guess. Um, next up, you had Miz and Daniel Bryan backstage. Miz really letting Brian, Daniel Bryan know how unhappy he is about Ziggler. And, and then it lead, led into this next match. The Miz defending his championship successfully against Kalisto, thanks to Corbin getting a distraction on the, of the match. Yeah, he jumped up on the ring apron. Kalisto hit him off. Miz hit him with the skull-crushing finale. Yeah. 
But then a little bit later on, on those way back up to the ramp, Miz was showboating a little bit, turned around and got rocked with a super kick by Ziggler making his return. I forgot he was off TV. Which this, <laughs> again, yeah, well, I, I didn't forget that. But I think this makes Shane look stupid here because he sees Corbin. He, he like, he punishes Miz with that, with, with a match with Kalisto for running his mouth, his mouth and stuff. Well, Daniel Bryan does it, but where did Shane do it? Or was it, um, it was Daniel Bryan or Shane or both? I don't know. But Shane McMahon sees, he has to see them. Both of them have to see him. Daniel Bryan too. They see Corbin. They don't care. Everything that's going on right now in WWE is making both the commissioners and general managers look stupid. Both brands. I just I don't I understand. I just don't understand this stuff. Like you see, like you 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 ban somebody from ringside, and then they come out and you do nothing, and then here something else happens, and you see the reason why Kalisto lost. He had he he could have been Intercontinental Champion, and the reason why he loses is because of Baron Corbin. It it, just, it shows you don't have any control over your roster, storyline wise at least. Yeah, there's not really that much of a. Uh, I don't know. Control? But up next, we saw a tag team turmoil match that saw American Alpha, Alpha defeat, um, not everyone, but Brazongo, Ascension, Hypros, Usos, and Vaude Villains were in the match. Um, so now American Alpha, they won, they won the, the match and were supposed to be the number one contenders, but then Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton appeared on the screen and basically set up a match for next week, which I don't understand because, like, is that match for the number one contendership? And even if that is, then then why, like, why, I, yeah, I get Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton were, like, the sole survivors of SmackDown, but, like, it, it, it like, they didn't say Shane McMahon gave us the power, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Or Brian gave us the power. It's just like, why weren't they in the tag team turmoil match if they wanted a shot at the tag team titles? Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. Up next, we saw Becky Lynch defeating Natalia. Uh, this, I gotta say again, Natalia looked pretty good. Um, but Natalia went for that sharpshooter, which originally I think she was going to go for a pin or. Oh, yeah. I think she was pinning her, then decided, you know what, I'm not going to pin you, I'm going to go for the submission. And that cockiness led to her fall, because right when that happened, she got locked into the disarmor. But after the match, Alexa Bliss comes on out and attacks Becky Lynch. Yeah. So, so that, next up, that, yeah. that's going to lead, I mean, Becky Lynch, uh, Alexa Bliss and Becky Lynch were fighting backstage earlier in the night, verbally, about when Alexa, right? When hmm. Bl when Bliss gets the rematch, I believe so. And they set it up for TLC. So after that, we had Nikki Bella accusing Carmella of taking her out at Survivor Series, um, which then set up a no DQ match for TLC. Which I guess this is SmackDown's answer to Monday Night Raw's Hell in a Cell match. Maybe. Mm hmm. But I mean. If you're going to have 
Alexa Bliss versus Becky Lynch at TLC pay-per-view, why not have a TLC match with the two of them? And and if you're going to get tables, get different tables then. Duh. Yeah. They're not 200-pound, 300-pound guys. Mm-mm. Oh. So you need, I mean, you need a lot more force to put a smaller person through a table. I mean, look at Sasha Banks. Right. She they, could barely even go through them. They need different tables for the women. Yeah. So, so. I'm, I'm hoping for that, that we'll see a TLC match with them. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Next up, you ended up having uh, Baron Corbin pick the victory over Kane by DQ Kalisto, causing some interference, the distraction, allowing uh, Kane to hit Corbin with a huge choke slam. Kalisto showing some uh, some some guts and everything, grabbing that chair and goes to attack Corbin, rocking with the Van Daminator. Yeah, which was really awesome to see. Which they didn't call it that, but okay, I'm fine. That's but fine. It, it was, was it not? 100% it was. Yeah. Which was, I was kind of, if you're going to say Coastic, uh, well, it, it was the Van Terminator. Yeah. Okay. Which also is not, I mean, Van Terminator had the chair, though. Yeah, Van, well, I think he did do it with a trash can a few times, but well, usually okay, it was with the chair. trash can, too. I mean, Shane did Coast to Coast with a trash can. Shane also did it with a chair, yeah. Yeah, chair, yeah. Well, I mean, you can't have Shane McMahon doing a move called the Van Terminator. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so Corbin picked up the victory there by disqualification. Um, in the main event, a ladder match where if James Ellsworth got the contract, he would then have a contract and a future WWE Championship match. And James yeah. Ellsworth picked up the victory. To gain that contract. And this is where everything goes sour. Well, Dean Ambrose came out. Hopped the barricade. Dressed as a hockey player. Fought AJ Styles here. AJ hit Dean Ambrose with a phenomenal forearm. And when he climbed the ladder, James Ellsworth pushed him off. And AJ fell outside of the ring. Mm -hmm. And then eventually... um, AJ got back into the match. Yeah, he climbed his way back into the ring, and then Ellsworth rocked him with that super kick, and AJ got his foot caught in the ropes, which was perfect because then he couldn't. He uh, it was just Ellsworth, which that's like that, like for AJ Styles to like just be able to do that like that. That, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was perfect. Like I, I. I like I like the fact that Ambrose has been he kept like being kicked out the entire night and came back as an Ottawa Senator. Which that again it, just shows you have no control over your rosters. I, I think it's just really No. I mean the same thing would happen if Stone Cold Steve Austin did it. But dude, he, but, he, he got mean, how, kicked I, out and then Shane McMahon left. He couldn't yeah, take I, it anymore. I still, I think that I'm good with it. I love the fact when he was the Mountie, saying how the Mountie always gets uh, gets his man and yeah, stuff that like. Was funny. Like, yeah. He had so many pops at the part, but like when my, he came up with pizza. But Monday Night Raw and SmackDown literally ended the same exact way. Someone who was banned from being there showed up and then helped somebody else win. Same exact endings to Monday Night Raw and SmackDown this week. 
Dean Ambrose played the part of Chris Jericho. James Ellsworth played the part of Kevin Owens. Like, I don't know. How, how do you have the same exact ending to the matches? Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. But that was SmackDown. That was Raw. That was Survivor Series and NXT TakeOver Toronto. We will take a break right now. And we will be right back here on Marking Out. This is Lance Storm, and if I can be serious for a minute, you're listening to Marking Out. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Marking Out, episode 303. Uh, again, check us out, prowrestlingtees.com slash Out. Use the code BLACKFRIDAY, one word, no spaces. Get 20% off, and uh, yeah, support us. We, we appreciate it. We have three different designs on the website. Two of them come in multiple colors. So, yeah, you should definitely go head over and buy that and go support the other uh, stores on there. Buy a little bit of everyone's. Yeah. But let's get on to some outside the ring news. Uh, Jamie Noble, he made his return to the WWE at Survivor Series for the first time since his uh, incident of being stabbed back in September. So very happy that he's back with the WWE and he's recovered well. Yeah, and I guess uh, maybe Devon didn't have to be there for Survivor Series. I think he went to the – he was in that ICW show, I think. I think it's it's ICW, right? I'm, I'm not – The one I that Balor was the GM for? I think so. Yeah, because I think Team 3D wrestled at that same show. Huh. Yeah, so – but uh, Steve Carino is being heavily rumored to be leaving Ring of Honor and joining the WWE Performance Center as a coach. I guess the rumors started flying when he was seen in that mannequin challenge and tweeting about the Performance Center and on WWE.com about being uh, at the Performance Center. But um, as of now, he's still under contract with Ring of Honor until the 31st of December and wouldn't be allowed to negotiate or accept any contracts until then. So, but it's the wrestling business, so everything's shady. Yeah, you can't really, uh, I don't know. Now, uh, Samoa Joe will be defending his NXT championship against Shinsuke Nakamura at the upcoming NXT live event in Os uh, oh, Osaka. Osaka, bro. Yeah, Osaka, Japan, December 3rd. Um, also, Austin Aries gave an update about his injury on Twitter. Uh, he said that he's going to have to get permanent titanium plates in his, uh, uh, in his face, specifically that uh, orbital socket. So that really sucks, and we wish him a speedy recovery continuously. Due to Nakamura's kick. Yeah. Which, damn. But like, see, something like that, you could just build off of beating Brock Lesnar. He's like, Nakamura kicks so hard, he's, he makes somebody need titanium, yeah. titanium plates in their face. Boom, goes up against Brock Lesnar. Something like that. But, no, we got Goldberg. Uh, moving on from outside the ring news to some independent wrestling results. On the 19th of November, we had WSU breaking barriers for in Voorhees, New Jersey. Uh, Priscilla Kelly defeated Penelope Ford and Renee Michelle. Bellspin defeated the Sinister Sweethearts. Kiara Hogan defeated Britt Baker. Mercedes Martinez defeated Lefisto. Jade picked up the victory over Taylor Hendricks. 
WSU tag team titles on the line. The fellow twins successfully defeated the backseat girls. And the WSU Spirit Championship is on the line. Uh, champion Leva Bates lost the title to Sue Young. New champion, Sue Young. Very awesome. On the 19th, Russell Pro in Broadway, New Jersey. CPA defeated Habib from the car wash. Uh, Team Espana teamed up with Nikos Ricos to defeat Reality Check and JTG. Yeah, you also had Cole Cabana defeat Delroy Alexander. Chris Avery Kuehling defeated Giant Leather. Wrestle Pro Championship on the line. Bobby Wayward defeated Dan Moff. Yeah, and then I think Moff went crazy and attacked like everybody. Um, and then Antoinette Marie defeated Bunny, Sea Bunny. Yeah, you also had Taboo Crew defeat the Beach Bums. Apple Corps defeated the Aesthetic Males. Then we also had the uh, uh, Mario Barkra defeating Anthony Bowens, Bull James, and Crowbar. And the main event of the evening saw the Broken Hardy Boys, Matt and Jeff Hardy, teaming up with Ryback and Pat Buck, the tag team champions of WrestlePro, to defeat the EJ5 in a, I guess you would say, a, what kind of match is it? It's a, uh, a gauntlet match, I guess. Like, no, a tag team turmoil match, actually. Yeah, it was a turmoil match. Yeah, okay. Upcoming Indies on the 2nd of December, Ring of Honor Final Battle 2016 in NYC. Fight with that honor for the Ring of Honor uh, World Championship. Adam Cole defending against Kyle O'Reilly. You have a four-corner survival match for the ROH World Television Championship. Champion Marty Skrull will be defending that title against Dragon Lee, Will Ospreay, and Bobby Fish. Yeah, you also have Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship on the line. The Young Bucks take it on the Briscoes while defending their titles against the Briscoes. The first ever Ring of Honor World Six-Man Tag Team Championships will be on the line. This is the tournament finals at this event, Ring of Honor at Final Battle. Um, you're going to have Kushida, Leo Rush, and Jay White teaming up to take on the Kingdom, consisting of Matt Taven, TKO Ryan and Vinny Marseglia. Yeah, you also. First, ma first champions there. Yeah. You also had Jay Lethal taking on Cody Rhodes. I believe this is Cody Rhodes' Ring of Honor debut. I believe so. Um, you have Jushin Liger taking on Silas Young. And Cole Cabana taking on Dalton Castle. Yeah, so if you're going to be in the New York City area, go check it out at the Hammerstein Ballroom if tickets are even available still. Yeah, on the 3rd of December, House of Hardcore 21 in Waukesha, Wisconsin. Uh, I'm happy you read that instead of me because I was not going to pronounce that town. What were you going to say? I don't even know. I probably would have said like Waukesha or something like that. Well, that's because you wake up every morning feeling, feeling like, like P. Diddy. Gonna hurt the show. But the last ever GL... GLCW steel cage match taking place. Uh, it's not sanctioned by House of Hardcore, but uh, Dave Hero will be teaming up with Al Snow to take on Abyss and Damian Nelson. Yeah, you also have a mixed tag team match. Mickey James and Tommy Dreamer take it on Angelina Love and a mystery partner. Maybe Davey Richards? We haven't that, seen him in a long time. That could make sense. Uh, then you have a rematch from House of Hardcore 19. You have Sammy Callahan taking on Bob Holly. 
You also have the third encounter, Matt Cross taking on Tony Nese. Which is his second-to-last independent date, Mm -hmm. Tony Nese. Uh, You have Kevin Thorne taking on Bull James. Uh, And so much more. I mean, Ryback, Cole Cabana. Yeah, so check that that card. Check it out. Also, on the 3rd of December, you have House of Glory, uh, their student showcase, two in Queens, New York. You got the House of Glory Crown Jewel Championship on the line. Ken Broadway, the champion, will be defending that title against Rude Boy Riley. You also have the championship on the line. Anthony Gangon defending against Ricochet. Sabre Jr. is going to be there taking on Mark Quen. Quen. That sounds so cool. What, Sabre Jr.? Uh, Mark, Mark Queen. Uh, that's so cool. Sabre Jr. That should name? be the name. Okay, yeah. Sabre Jr. Screw you. <laughs> Sonny Strong taking on Sasha Jenkins. Yeah, and I'm sure many more matches from that as well. So check them out. House of Glory Wrestling on the 3rd of December. Hey, Dave. Shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. Thank you to the following people for promoting us in professional wrestling. No, on Twitter, bro. Yeah, that's what I meant. (laughs) (laughs) Completely messed up that. But go follow Jason at PabloCastle73. Also go check out Jonathan at Mr. John Faust. And go check out our best friend from Montreal at MTL Broski. Good old Eric over there, Montreal Broski. Go follow him. Go listen to Go watch First Thing in the Morning. Which, Um, are you going to still plug him more? No, no, we're good. I was going to say I'm disappointed because, like, I still I can't get over this, the Doritos roulette. They're, they're, some chips in the bag are super spicy, and those exist here, which I think they started in Canada and then came to the United States, but they have Dorito pickles, pickled Dorito chips in That's Canada, and I we want should really, them. We should just have him, like, send us a bunch of random Canadian stuff. I just want pickled Canadian. Canadian Doritos. It's just absurd that and and I tweeted Doritos. They did nothing for me. Boo. Yeah, it's unfortunate. That it is. Um. Yeah. Also, NYWC. Uh, they are an awesome promotion. Uh, training uh, school for pro wrestling. If you're interested, go follow them on Twitter at nywcwrestling.com. Also, go check them out, NYWC Wrestling. Oh, uh, sorry, yeah, <laughs> nywcwrestling.com on Twitter at NYWC Wrestling. Um, on Saturday, this coming Saturday, tomorrow, November 26th in Deer Park, New York, we spoke about it last week, but it's going to be Tony Nese's last, uh, last indie event in New York. So he's going to be taking on Alex Reynolds. Go check that out. Uh, so much more was announced since the last time we covered it. There's going to be a cuffed and caged match. Featuring J-Red, uh, Gangsta in Training, and Irish taking on Alvin Alvarez, uh, Absolute Alvin, Ultimo Maya, King Mega. The team uh, tag team titles on the line, Spirit Squad taking on Boo and Bam Sullivan. Tyler Murphy defending his cha- uh, Fusion title against Big O. Rex Lawless taking on Travis Flip Gordon in his NYWC debut. And so much more. This is going to be jam-packed. You do not want to miss Draw the Line. On Saturday in Deer Park, New York at the NYWC Sportatorium. We will be there. You should be there. So go check them out. NYWC. Hey, Brandon. Any shout-outs? Brandon! 
first is an anti-shout-out. We spoke briefly, briefly, briefly earlier about it. Black Friday. Anything you can get at a store at 6 p.m. on Thanksgiving, you can get online. You don't need any of this stuff. It's just Yeah, this is just like what you want. I mean, like you just said, the key word is need. It's like you need a toaster that's $9.99 that's normally like $130. You could get that online. Yeah, and realistically, you probably already have a toaster upstairs that works fine. Why did you say upstairs? <laughs> but yeah, just it's dumb. You could just get stuff online. I did some Black Friday shopping already online because that's where the good deals are as well. So you don't need to, you don't need to go out. Uh, up next, Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem get the second shout-out because they performed, they opened the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade yesterday, which I think I think they should tour. I want them to do like a mini tour and play New York City. That would be sick. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming they didn't sing live because I don't think people sing live at the parade. But I would definitely go see, I I would definitely see the Muppets in, in real life. I think that would be fun. Dude, I'm sure they could even like get away with getting like uh, paying more money for like meet and greet packages and stuff. People would definitely pay money to take pictures with Muppets. I agree. Uh, and then the last shout out goes to Kevin Little. Uh, and I think everyone that that listens to the show after the show is over should go listen to "Drive Me Crazy" or "Turn." Oh, Me I on. like that. I like that old song that he did. Forgot Wait, about that. Which which old song? Uh, is it "Turn Me On" or whatever? Both of them are the old song. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah, so check them out. It's awesome. Uh, now it's time for our... Word... Moment of the Week. That is right. Our Mark Out Moment of the Week. Uh, I have two, and we discussed both of them on the show already. Uh, I'll go in chronological order. Bobby Roode's entrance at NXT TakeOver Toronto. Definitely one of them. Uh, it's, yeah, that was that was absolutely sick. It's exactly it what I wanted on the main roster for WrestleMania for Damian Sandow's entrance. But that mm-hmm. never happened at WrestleMania. That never happened in general. Uh, could have happened. WWE's dumb for getting rid of him. Uh, that- and then my other... Sh- my other mark I'm on of the week came from Survivor Series. You didn't like it. You didn't care for it. But the Shield teaming up together to to hit that Shield powerbomb on AJ Styles through the commentary table. I popped for that, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a cool spot, but it was just it didn't really – it was cool, but it didn't do anything for me. I didn't mark out for it. Well, I popped for it. So that was our right. mark out moment of the week, unless you have one. Yeah, I don't think you do. No, sir. Yeah, so uh, take us home on this Thanksgiving Black Friday episode of Marking Out, episode 303. All right, well, that is Marking Out, episode 303 in the books. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling fans. Go check out ProWrestlingTees.com slash Marking Out. Go buy all of our t-shirts. They are on sale right now. Also, go check us out on Twitter at Marking Out, at Dave the Rave, at BTTG161. Go like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Marking Out. Also, go send us an email if you have, if you want to be involved with the show, if you are a musician, if you are a comedian, if you, if you want to gather bumpers for us, by all means, if you're gonna go meet a pro wrestler, 
toss their toss a little uh, voice recorder in front of them and say, "Hey, can you say you are this person and you're listening to Marking Out?" That would be awesome. Send us an email, markingout1 at gmail.com. Also, go check out all of our past episodes, markingout.com, uh, Google Play, Stitcher Radio. Anything iTunes. else? ITunes. On iTunes. And hey. marking out uh, YouTube.com slash marking out 11. Be sure to look out for Cooking with Brandon episode 5. And we, we wish, wish you the. the- Best of luck in your future endeavors. Have a wonderful week.